0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Cap City Sportscast. This is episode 10. My name is Callahan Steed. I cover the McFarland Spartans, the Deerfield Demons, the Cambridge Blue Jays, and the Monona Grove Silver Eagles.
1: I am Peter Lindblad. I cover the wanakee Warriors, the Forest Norskies, Pointed Pumas, and Lodi Blue Devils.
2: And I'm Ryan Gregory. I have Sun Prairie East and West as well as Marshall and Waterloo. Yeah, uh,
0: week one officially in the books of the playoffs for the high school football season. A pretty fun week, just kind of keeping my eyes checked on uh, everything that was going on in the state. And there weren't really a whole lot of surprises. Probably the biggest one for me was Verona getting shut out by Marquette. uh and a three nothing barn burner um at verona which was kind of a little bit surprising but you know peter as we talked about a little bit with Key moving up to division one you know Mm -hmm. those upsets like that can happen and so we had a couple upsets had a couple you know games that went about as expected and kind of what we figured Ryan, I want to start with you. Speaking of kind of upsets, Waterloo unfortunately got bounced and I feel bad because we unfortunately forgot to talk about them in the playoff recap last week. So I apologize to all the fine folk in Waterloo, <laughs> um, but just, yeah, just kind of what happened and just give us a wrap up on the Waterloo season.
2: Yeah, just a little short on time last week. Nothing personal, Waterloo, uh, but yeah. Um... They came in as a four seed in the Division Six bracket, up against number five seed Lancaster from over in southwestern Wisconsin, and you know there was some question marks around the game if their quarterback Jacob Duvall would play, and he sure did play, and so he throws for 100 yards, rushes for 126 more, and three touchdowns, and that was really the story here. On top of that, um, Warloo's rushing attack has been a little hit and miss this season, and um, it, it just missed on Friday. Uh, they were, they were down 20-0 to zero at half. They were they only averaged 2.1 yards per carry in this game. So, you know, Lancaster just kind of loaded the box up on them. Passing game couldn't get clicking in time. Cal Hush did have a passing touchdown in here. But, uh, you know, major shout-out to Lancaster's defense that was able to shut down Waterloo. But, you know, the, the season as a whole, it's uh, this continued building for the Pirates because it, it's it's all about that class of 2024 for them. Because if you ever hear me talk about Waterloo, you hear me talk about Cal Hush, Benny Marshall, the Sturgill brothers. Owen Hosley, Ian Spoke, Trevor Ferrari, Keegan Lowersdorf, Carson Rufner. they are all back next year with another year underneath their belt. So, you know, obviously those kids are going to be disappointed in this, and it's—it sucks for the seniors to get bounced in level one. But you know, there was a time where Waterloo wasn't even sniffing the playoffs. So, uh, you know, it's—it's it's, it's a continued build for Waterloo and. It, it should reach a crescendo next season with all of those juniors coming back for their senior season.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the Eastern Suburban next year because it's like, you know, you got uh, Cambridge that's young and they'll be hungry again next year, but then Waterloo's returning all those guys and Marshall will be – marshall i'm mm-hmm. sure again and then you know it'll be interesting to see what happens with mark kasan a tough night for the eastern suburban because uh mark kasan got bounced yeah they got bounced um, by Onalaska Luther. and uh clinton also lost as well too so marshall is mm-hmm. just the lone uh standing member of the mm-hmm. eastern suburban i guess uh speaking of defenses just uh basically pitching a shutout um monona grove got bounced by uh waukesha um and the wolverines defense came to play it was kind of interesting i thought you know you know, Waukesha had a couple losses to start off or in the year, and I was like, hmm, you know, interesting that they're hosting a home playoff game. Uh, and when I talked with Coach Beckwith about the preview about it, he was like, you know, they're a good football team, and, you know, they play in a tough conference, and they proved it on Friday. A 41 nothing shutout against Monona Grove. Uh, the defense just held the passing game, but especially the running game of the Silver Eagles in check. I think Gavin Habelwitz only rushed for about 20 yards or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, they had a pick six for a touchdown and then a really balanced run game, uh, had over a hundred yard rusher with a couple of scores. So uh, that game kind of got out of hand in like the third quarter or so. But yeah, the tough way for Monona Grove to end the season. So uh, heavy on seniors, but again, they get, uh they'll get Habelwitz back next year. And then uh, there'll be a couple other guys as well, too, that, you know, once I do some looking and see kind of where things stand and. You know they've got some pieces. It seems like as well too a couple sophomores that I've been kind of keep my eye on and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see uh, where things go with that. And I guess uh, unfortunately another team that got bounced was against Sun Prairie West, but they went up against the Forest as well too. So I don't know which one of you guys wants to take that one, but I'm assuming Peter, you probably want to get yeah, like that Peter one a little be... bit more since
1: yeah, they I can had take a good that. Game. Um, yeah, it was uh, you know it was a fairly close game in their first meeting just a few weeks ago. It was uh, only uh, I believe seven nothing at halftime and nine nothing going into the fourth quarter. Yep. This time, totally different. Uh, DeForest came out and uh, pretty much put them away right away. I believe it was nineteen nothing after the first quarter, and I think it was thirty three. Nothing at the, or three, 33-6, I think, at the half. Um, the big stat coming out of this game, uh, six interceptions for DeForest. Um, their secondary was fantastic last year uh, making picks, and it seems to have continued on this year. Um, they uh, got two from Carter Morrison, who... Uh, he has eight interceptions on the year. You know, he's an interesting story because he had f- some fingers amputated. So that's a really interesting uh, <laughs> a tale with him. Um, but they—he also had a, a Braylon Lee got his first two um, I- interceptions of the year. Um, then they had one from Brody Hardig and one from. Uh, Breck uh, sparby schmidt um and that quarterback mason keys continues to play well he had three touchdown three touchdown passes in the game um so this one was a, a totally different game so
0: yeah and then uh, so the forest moves on they get to face some prairie east yep. uh so we'll talk about that matchup in a little bit but ryan anything you wanted to add on uh the wolves first season at under football and just you know kind of your takeaways on the season
2: you know, it's a it's a definite success for Sun Prairie West. Uh, Josh O'Connor in the in the postseason kind of wrap up interview I did with him, I uh, just talked about how he knew this was a playoff team, and they they took a pretty winding road to get there, but you know they proved that. And uh, year one, you know they they finished with a 500 record, five and five overall, at a six seed in the playoffs. That is a that is a win for a first year program. And talking to Coach O'Connor, he's he's just excited for. A full year with the kids instead of a month and some change with the kids. He's, um, you said he's learned a lot about, you know. You don't think about the details of your first time being a head coach at a new school. Now he knows, you know, what what uh, uh, equipment he has access to, what rooms he has access to, what what the practice schedule looks like. It's um, it's going to be more settled down for him this this coming season. And on top of that, a very talented junior class coming back. Guys like Ian Ackley, Caleb Hahn, Sammy James. Uh, you know, are going to continue to lift up that defense, hopefully keep up a, a solid rushing attack. Uh, Brody Brody's going to be back at a quarterback next year. Uh, despite the six interceptions, I'm sure that he's learning from mm-hmm. that and uh, will work hard in the offseason. And, you know, another thing that O'Connor said was just um, a full year of implementing their scheme because that is uh, – he teaches a very complex form of defense. And, you know, the offense as a whole is just a, a tough thing to grab for a kid in a month, or in, a month and a little bit of uh, – extra time on top of that so uh he's just looking forward to a full off season and it's uh uh even greener pastures coming up even though the season was definitely a success for them
0: yeah and not only for like him as well too but i'm assuming it would be for the kids as well too getting into a full rhythm with you know the split now in effect and going through all that and just having like like you said a full off season it's just gonna be very beneficial to everyone in that program um, unfortunately Deerfield also got bounced as well too uh, going up against cashton they were able the score was kind of a little bit uh, conceiving uh, I think it was 41 to 6 was the final um, it just uh, cashton was able to run the ball really well I found out today that they have a senior offensive lineman that's up for the Joe Thomas award uh, so when and when you're in division seven and you have a guy that's you know uh, A guy like that on the line that can just basically push over anybody, you know, it's going to be tough for the demons to stop. But I guess they were able to uh, move the ball when I was talking with Coach Swieger about it um, over the weekend. uh, He said had a couple drives that unfortunately just sputtered out. Nice to see him, though, get points on the board. Uh, In the fourth quarter, Tommy Lee threw a nice touchdown pass, Zach Hansen. Um, And so... You know not a whole lot of teams can hang their hat that they scored against cash this year so cash could be a team that you know ends up in madison this year so it'll be interesting to watch the trajectory of the eagles but uh it's gonna be tough for the demons they you know they they're gonna lose a decent size senior class but you know uh also too they have some returners coming back uh on the outside you know i'm really excited to see what's gonna happen with zach hansen because you know coach Sweeger talked in the off season like you know he's put on like you know 15 pounds of muscle basically and so Uh, and he proved it again this year like he stepped into the role and had a couple of really nice solid games and then you know just a couple other guys that stepped up at the wide receiver room so whoever takes over at quarterback you know it's going to have their options to choose from uh, on the Deerfield offense Um, and then yeah then McFarland was the only other team was the other team that got bounced as well too Uh, so I'll briefly hit up on them Uh, so I was at that game uh, against West Bend uh, against West Bend and the it was tough for the uh, Spartans because first two offensive possessions they had, they lost uh, Brandon Dyer, Isagiri, their leading running back to an injury. And then they also lost Dayton Gill and their leading wide receiver to an injury as well too. So uh, the Suns did a really nice job of uh, limiting the Spartans on possessions offensively. So a tough break when you first two possessions you lose them to injuries, and then uh, there are two tough touchdowns that. The Spartans ended up giving up. Uh, One was on like a 70-yard touchdown where a defensive back had unfortunately fallen down, so the guy was wide open. And then the other one was in the second half on like a third and 13, trying to keep him out of field goal range and just uh, a nice run by the Suns running back for a touchdown that was kind of the backbreaker they did have a nice uh touchdown before the half though uh coach Ackley was able to get a drive going and you know that's the one thing though those boys did not quit and which is something I figured especially with coach Ackley led team a uh, couple of stands out standouts I thought in that game was Mason Folk did an excellent job hunting the ball had a couple of nice kicks uh to flip the field and also to Paul Morris tackling machine uh out there which is especially what you want when you're in a run against a run heavy team like the Suns so I'm a college, I would really like to have Paul Morris on my team just because he's just such a sound tackler. Uh and very, very heavy senior uh group of a guy. So it'll be interesting to see where uh you know Ackley fills the holes that will be left by graduations for them. So it's kinda like what you mentioned a little bit with Waterloo with all those guys coming back. It was kind of how I was looking at the season this year for um the Spartans, because they had a bunch of guys that were class of 2023. Back when it was the 2021 season, I was like, just wait, they're gonna be really firing on all cylinders. So it'll be interesting to see what happens uh with the Spartans next year. But I'm ready to hear about some wins though that you guys had. <laughs> it was th- it was a tough week uh, for me, but uh Peter, I know you had a really solid week with all your teams. So yeah. we touched on DeForest, but uh Lodi pulls away and so does Wana Key.
1: Yeah, it was kind of a chalk week for me. Uh the games really weren't that close. Um Wanak Uh, Again, moving up in divisions, moving up from Division 2, which they've been ranked number one all year long, undefeated. Moving up to Division 1, didn't seem to bother them. You've been against Sheboygan North. uh, They raced out to a 39-0 lead, uh, gave up a couple of late touchdowns. They were hoping to get their fifth shutout in a row, and you could tell... There was a little bit of consternation at the end that they didn't finish the deal with getting the shutouts. So uh, mm-hmm. talking to coach Rice afterwards, he said there's a lot of things they got to clean up uh, if they're going to, you know, keep moving on in Division 1 and competition gets harder. They faced Middleton uh, in the second round and Middleton gave them their toughest game of the year. It was a 17-14 uh, game and uh, you know, it got a little dicey late for uh, Juanaki. key Juan had a 17-7 lead at the half, but uh, you know, Middleton made it a game and then it became kind of a battle of field position at the end. Um, so that, that'll be an interesting game. Um, again, Wanake gets them on their home field. So um, as far as Lodi, um, <laughs> and it's funny because uh, for Lodi, uh, the week before, it was a matter of, yeah, we got to stop making our mistakes because they, they, they uh, lost to Lake Mills, who they play in the second round the week prior. Um, so, uh, so they get Lake Mills again a chance to avenge uh, a you know late season loss. They lost in the regular season finale to Lake Mills, um, but they they came out against Platteville and they they blew them out. Um, great defensive effort. They had three sacks from three different people, three interceptions from three different people, including Mason Lane, their dual threat quarterback, who's. Actual position might be better a defensive back, from what I understand, <laughs> mm. talking to people. But uh, Mason Lane had one of those uh, games at quarterback that was just, uh, I mean, kind of unbelievable. Four touchdown passes, two touchdown runs, 142 yards passing, 137 yards rushing. Uh, I mean, just a, a dominating <laughs> performance uh, from Mason, who has got to be you know, probably considered one of the better quarterbacks in the state next year
2: think yeah
0: absolutely it'll be exciting to see uh what happens with mason i'm sure he'll probably be up for a couple of senior awards so, yeah. for pre next year and yeah. speaking of preseason awards uh they're coming out with some of the finalists for some of the awards in sun prairie east well represented they uh got a finalist for the dave craig award a finalist for the El- uh elroy crazy legs hirsch award and also for the al toon award as well too so not surprising that Sun Prairie East rolled in their first matchup. Ryan, just, you know, Cardinals keep rolling.
2: Yeah, Sun Prairie was up against the number seven seed in Division Two against Oregon, and uh, things were not pretty for the Panthers in the first matchup, and they sure weren't pretty in the second matchup. I mean, I was at the game, and Sun Prairie was, was hot from the jump. You know, they're they're riding the hot hand of those three guys you mentioned, Kaminsky, the quarterback, LeGrant, the running back, Vanderwall, the wide receiver, but – um you know, sophomore Cooper White's really come out uh, recently on the offense, has taken on a bigger role. Uh, Evan, Evan Richmond has a uh, internal organ injury. He landed odd on a football against Stoughton and uh, injured his kidney. And so um, he's out for the time being. And so Cooper White's really stepped up into that role. And, you know, j- just a sophomore and looked at it as more of a, a safety er- earlier in the season, he's out there making huge, huge receiving touchdowns seemingly every week now. And so, you know, he he had a big, I think, over 50-yard touchdown in the first quarter. And, uh, you know, this was really never a game. I mean, Oregon had 64 total yards of offense and, you know, trying to pound the ball, and it's just not going to work against that Sun Prairie front. And so, uh, yeah, they advance now, and they'll have a number three seed DeForest uh, in level two. It's going to be a, a great matchup over at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium.
0: Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. And speaking of cardinals that uh continue to roll marshall gets the one seed to uh start or for the playoffs and you know they get passed in their first round matchup
2: yeah marshall's a top seed in in, uh one one side of the bracket in division six and they had westfield who you know we kind of touched on they could give them some trouble just because a firecracker at quarterback you never know what will happen it's the playoffs and marshall was without uh matthew modal once again their standout junior running back and linebacker uh Thankfully, senior quarterback Colin Peterson filled about all the gaps that could possibly be left by Model's absence. And so he goes 7 for 7 for 151 yards and two touchdowns through the air. I mean, Marshall typically doesn't ask much of him, and 7 pass attempts is about normal for a game for him. Hit all 7 for 150 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, what else can you really ask for? Here's what else you can ask for. 8 carries for 7 8 yards and another touchdown. Uh, on the ground. I mean, just, just a fantastic game from Colin. Um, from what I've heard, the the offensive line was just dominant in that one. Uh, as as is usually the case for Marshall against teams in their division, uh, you just can't uh, stack up to their beef in the, in the trenches. And that's exactly what happened to Westfield here. And now they move on to a very uh, interesting matchup with number five seed on Alaska Luther, uh, who, you know, knocked out Marcus Ann, held that offense to only 14 points. And so that'll be another home game for uh, old Marshall and it, it, expect another uh, slugfest defensive battle as they've uh, as they want to do but it's uh, it's a very intriguing matchup coming up this Friday.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it since uh I don't have any teams remaining, uh, I'm going to be pitching in to help <laughs> yep. uh so I will be at that game and so that helps kind of everyone at Adams Publishing get around to cover <laughs> some games uh <laughs> which you know as we talk about we're kind of thinly stretched so we all try to do the best we can and it's nice that the WIA was nice enough to schedule everyone around kind of <laughs> how things worked out and so I'm looking forward to it and so yeah uh, I'm looking forward to some of these level two games uh, Some Prairie East versus the Forest I mean you're talking about battle of two senior quarterbacks yeah. uh, I'm just I'm looking forward to it. I don't want to make a prediction on it, but it Battle should be of the offenses. Very yeah. high scoring, is what yeah, I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I'm going to be really interested. I mean Jerry Kaminsky's had such an amazing year. What mm-hmm. has he got? Like 34 touchdowns. More than that now. Like after that? last oh, week, more than that. Broke yeah. the school record. Yeah, I mean, and, and he's going up against a, a pass defense with DeForest that is opportunistic, ball hawking. Uh, secondary with uh, Carter Morrison and the other guys usually Cullen Kirchberg, but uh, it seems like they've got a number of guys who are capable of jumping in front of passes and and getting picks. And, And their run defense is generally pretty good too, but Man, I, I'm I'm looking forward to see what happens with that. That Absolutely. passing attack of Sun Prairie's going up against the fourth pass defense. That'll be interesting.
0: And then also, too, so you're going to be at the Wanakee-Middleton yes, game, I'm assuming, right? Yes, will be at right?
1: middleton yeah.
0: yep. That'll be uh, yeah. a fun showdown as well, too. Uh, you know, Middleton was able to get past uh, the, um, the Milwaukee uh, co-op um, yep. in the first round pretty easily, and so... Uh, middleton's riding high and you know like yeah. you said they gave Wana key their toughest battle It'll yeah. be interesting to see how coach rice uh handles that one and yeah. uh but marsh i'm excited though for the division two game or level two game for marshall because i was actually at their last level two game which was against belleville which yep. ended in an upset for the wildcats so I'm interested to see how uh, Marshall comes out and responds on this one. Like you said, they got a tough task against Onalaska Luther, uh, but I'm expecting Marshall to roll. I mean, Colin Peterson's been just when You have like a rusher, like, you know, kind of like your leading rusher kind of sit out, like it's interesting to see like, all right, well, how is the passing offense going to handle I feel like Peterson's just handled it great so far.
2: Yeah, I mean, there are some kids in high school where you can just kind of tell the way they run, the, the way they just like carry themselves on an athletic field. They're just kind of a step above the, the rest of the competition athletically. I mean, whether it's the baseball diamond or the football field, Colin Peterson is one of those kids, and you can tell when he when he gets his legs underneath him, it's uh, it's hard to stop him. Even though he's a quarterback, he is uh, one of the most dangerous runners in in the area.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, aside for I mean, just not only a big week for football, obviously for all of us, but uh, also too for other sports as well too. Mm-hmm. We we're kind of talking a little bit on the way here. Uh, we've got some games winding up, seasons winding down. Uh, just kind of what caught caught your eye. So, Ryan, I'm going to start with you and just kind of what was something that caught your eye.
2: Well, i got two different things going on here. But uh, I have a regional champion in volleyball in uh, Waterloo, which, you know, it's it's become commonplace for them. This is their fifth in the last six years for regional championships. And it took some drama. Uh, Horicon got two sets off him to start the match. And so, you know, Back against the wall, Waterloo rattles off three in a row. Takes that fifth set, fifteen ten, and just storms the court. Tears just over the the knowledge that the season could have been over just like that. And so they advance to take on a very very good Randolph team uh, tonight at Hor at Horicon, ironically enough, uh, which I'll be making the drive for. But you know, congratulations to Waterloo. You know, through graduating classes and through head coaching changes, the program's just just solid. They they just win. That's all Waterloo Pirate Volleyball knows how to do. And then on top of that, uh, the WIA state finals for cross country, I got five runners there. And so Sun Prairie East sending sending uh, sophomore Shayla Elert Ehlert uh, in the girls' race and junior Jonah Marshall in the boys' race. And I got to give a shout-out to sophomore Ali McCautry, who finished j- three seconds behind Elert for that spot in the finals. And um, that w- that was the difference between Sun Prairie East sending, sending three is uh, – one Cardinal had to make it, and it was Shayla. So, uh, you know, just a great run from from all three of those Cardinals. And for West, uh, Mateo Alvarado-Venegas finished second in his race, uh, you know, is is going to be a contender to place at a, at that state meet, and Jojo Noss in the in the girls' race. And then from Marshall, we have a junior, Jackson Hornby, going as well, uh, took fifth at his sectional, and so... A lot to keep an eye on this uh, this coming weekend up in Wisconsin Rapids.
0: Yeah, I got a lot of teams up there as well. To, a lot of te- or not only teams, but also like individuals as well. To uh, Cambridge, Deerfield sent three: Emmy Drobeck, uh, McKenna Michelle, and uh, um, Martin Kimmel. There we go. I forgot about the boys' race for a moment. I was like, "Come on, think, think, think." Uh, boys' team for McFarland's going. Uh, so Spencer Alf um and isaac ewing have been leading the charge there for those guys so it'll be interesting to see how they perform as a team they won their uh, platteville sectional um and then also to hannah kirch on the girls side for mcfarland uh will be going as an individual qualifier and Mackenzie babcock for monona grove as well too uh she's kind of turning into a household name for the cross country uh Uh, for state uh, you know expect her to have another strong finish up there and so Peter I think you said Wanakee is sending their team as well. Well yeah
1: Wanakee girls won the DeForest sectional so they're going as a team Uh, it's a tough sectional talking to coach uh, Heather Raffle afterwards she said that sets them up probably for at least a uh, top 10 finish and and right now they're kind of sitting about second in division one so um, Sienna Whippenforth won the individual title at that race um, Emily Berger, I, I believe she's either a freshman or a sophomore. Um, she finished fifth. Um, there's some other, um, you know, top, uh, you know, really good performances there. Uh, DeForest is sending a couple of girls. Um, Rylan Oberg and Taylor Buccieri. Um Olberg is a three sports star um, sh- you know she's great in basketball fantastic in girls soccer um, so uh, and, you know no surprise she's going um, r- one thing that's really cool is pointette is sending uh, Tannis Crawford who kind of came on uh, uh, late for the uh, point Ed boys um, that makes um, 15 years in a row that pointed has either sent a team or an inv- individual to state and 22 out of 20 Three years wow, that's so wow. uh, you know for a small program that's pretty cool as as coach uh, Frainer pointed out so um that's really cool and uh, I'll also uh, shout out the Wanakee volleyball team who uh has been good all year number one seed they're uh, regional champs as well. Um, they kind of they are really turning it on. Seems like the turning point was a win, a five set win over Edgewood about a week ago, and they uh, they really rolled in the in the regional championship game. Uh, coach said their passing game was probably their best passing game of the year. So,
0: yeah. Speaking of uh, volleyball and regionals, well, I mean, I guess I have three regional champs, so it's kind of interesting for the uh, paper how to lay all that out. It's just kind of <laughs> like all right. Someone's going to have to end up on B3, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Monona Grove, Boys Soccer was able to roll um, in their regional championship. so that really wasn't a surprise to me. Silver Eagles have been playing hot all year, and so uh, I expected them to get past sock, and that's what happened. And then McFarland, both Volleyball and uh, Boys Soccer were able to roll uh, in upsets basically volleyball took down lakeside lutheran and mcfarland took down edgerton which is kind of interesting because like when you think boys soccer you don't think mcfarland over edgerton is an upset but edgerton had a really strong year this year and they were ranked fifth uh, in state so it was just interesting too for both mcfarland programs because it's like you had uh the volleyball team uh had trish fortune step down after many years on the sidelines as head coach and so i was wondering you know how's uh Coach Moriarty going to step in and, you know, handle, you know, losing a couple of really uh, production heavy seniors and how they're going to handle all that. And he stepped in and handled the role fine. And then uh, for the boys soccer team, uh, you know, coach Ziegler steps in for uh, coach Brett or- uh who was there for about 10 years and had a lot of success. And uh, again, same story graduated large senior class and they kind of struggled to start off the year, but they found their stride at the right time. And they are just completely rolling. Uh, so just, we got a couple minutes left here. Do you guys got anything you're keeping your eye on so far this weekend? I know you probably wrapped up with like football games and stuff like that, but anything else you want to give a shout out to?
1: Uh, I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about Sienna Whipperforth's, uh, performance. It was interesting talking to her about strategy at the end, at uh, that, uh, cause I, I attended that race um sectionals and it was pretty warm day for you know October so um it was interesting talking to the coach and talking to her about how everything kind of went out slow and Sienna was kind of in a pack of runners and basically she just after a while said I think it was after a mile she was like I'm going and she just took (laughs) off and nobody else really you know f- uh, followed you know <laughs> so um, it, it's kind of interesting sometimes talking strategy with uh with runners and and kind of how how things in a race kind of go
0: yeah ryan anything you want to give a shout out to or anything like that or just anything you're keeping your eye on obviously you've got football and volleyball it sounds like uh wrapping you up which is what do you got going on
2: yeah it's just a bit of a dead period for uh for the girls swim Sport going on right now just because they they had a week off, a weekend off before this upcoming Big Eight conference meet that's uh, that'll be done in Beloit this weekend so just kind of keeping an eye on that as the playoffs are uh, you know creeping up real quick it's been an up and down season for both programs as they deal with or both Sun Prairie East and West as they deal with this split you know obviously stronger together and it's uh, it's tough to you know put together relay teams when you cut your team in half but you know both have done a very solid job of being very competitive in some. Very, very tough meets against, you know down in Middleton up against Verona, which attracts state powers like Arrowhead and things like that. And so it's uh it, it's a good space to watch as uh, they, they get one more chance to prove it here as the playoffs and uh, the conference meet come up.
0: Yeah, it'll be really interesting, too, as we kind of look ahead a little bit to winter sports, how that split's going to affect the boys' swim team as well, too. I just yep. know when I went out to uh, state swim, they were, it was very heavy on Sun Prairie <laughs> yep. last year, and I was just like, I'm going to just – shoot like three of these guys. There's no way I'm going to be able to (laughs) send over 20 photos Uh because they were so many of them, but, uh, yeah, looking forward to all that, but we're looking forward to the rest of the, uh, fall sports season kind of wind down here. And, uh, as teams keep making their runs, uh, we'll keep you updated here on all their information that happens. Check out Adam's publishing group, uh, all like the stuff we do online and all the newspapers and stuff and articles we write and our photography and all that. We try to do our best to uh, get some of these kids some attention that they deserve and all the fun stuff that they do. So for my colleagues, Peter and Ryan, my name is Callahan Steed, and thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. Thank you.